goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour is here for this Wednesday. If you would like to be part of the program, all you have to do, pick up your telephone, dial 800 800-848-WABC, 800-848-WABC. Express numerically, 800-848-9222. A lot to talk about, of course. Yesterday, one of the saddest days in American history from a certain point of view, that point of view being that many of us never thought we would see happen what happened. Former president indicted in federal court, arrested and indicted. Last night, Donald Trump did speak to people at his Bedminster, New Jersey club when he made it back. We'll go through all of that. But there's other news that I want to touch on before we talk about President Trump. Let us start with something I never usually talk about, Jeopardy, because I don't watch it. But I, you know, and I, was, I know the program. When I was a kid, I used to watch Jeopardy once in a while. I was never, never, never addicted to it. Jeopardy contestants apparently made an era of biblical proportion. On last night's show, fans were enraged Tuesday after all three of the contestants failed to answer what most people in the audience thought was a very easy question about the Lord's Prayer. Here was the clue. Mayim Bellick was the host, and read the clue. Clue said, Matthew 6, 9 says, Our Father, which art in heaven, this be thy name. And everybody, blank, be thy name. Uh-oh. I don't, I think we, uh-oh. Okay, Nick. Nick. I saw that look on your face. Don't tell me, Nick, that if this problem were presented to you, that you would have problems answering it. Nope, you wouldn't have any problems answering it. You know Not the at answer. All. Okay, good. Whew. Nameless one, shake your head. Voiceless one. Would you know the answer Can't tell to the question? Yes. Yes. 
Thank you. That's our AI. AI knows the question. <laughs> Scott's AI. Yeah, hey, 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 hey. No names. That's our AI. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Okay. Diego. <laughs> would you would you know the answer to the question that was asked of these three Jeopardy contestants? The three Jeopardy contestants were asked again. The clue was Matthew six point nine says, Our Father, which art in heaven, this blank. Be thy name. Now, would that cause you a problem, Diego? Uh, no. You know the answer. Okay. Just checking. None of the three contestants on Jeopardy could get it. They didn't know it. Immediately, social media lit up with their disdain. Pathetic, people were saying. Jeopardy has three geniuses on the show today. The question, sad world we're living in. Sad world we're living in. So, amazing. Today is Flag Day across these United States of America. There is a New York town in New York State, the town of Hamburg, perhaps named after Joan. The 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 town of Hamburg is divided after some veterans there expressed anger when the P-O-W-M-I-A flag was taken down at town hall And guess which flag was raised instead? I wonder if AI would hamper a guest. We're using AI now. We're experimenting with AI. Canadian? No, it was not the Canadian flag. All right, let's see whether... Okay, Nate, what flag do you think went up in Hamburg? They took down the POW Nick, MIA flag. Nate, um, what do you think they put up? What flag do you think went up at Town Hall in Hamburg once they took down the PIA, the POW MIA flag? Which flag did they put up instead? Well, seeing as we're in the lovely month of June, I might uh, wager to guess a gay pride flag. You would guess right. You're two for two today. You would guess right. In Hamburg, they took down the POW MIA flag and they put up. The pride flag. (sighs) Some people are calling the town officials responsible for taking down the POW MIA flag classless of classless buffoon. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Meanwhile, in Washington, D.C., Republicans... Republican senator, senator, this is not even starting in the House. This is happening in the Senate. Republican Senator Roger Marshall has introduced a bill. Yes, he did it today. 
aimed at preventing government buildings from flying any other flag but the American flag. The bill known as the One Flag for All Act will make it illegal to fly, drape, or display any flag other than the American flag on federal buildings or properties with limited exceptions. The bill is in response to Joe Biden's decision to fly the flag of pride over the weekend during the big celebration they had at the White House that featured topless folks. The Kansas senator said that was a disgrace. Not only was it a breach of the U.S. flag code, it's a glaring example of this White House's incompetence and insistence on putting their social agenda ahead of patriotism. We shall see if this passes. And if it passes, if it, I'm sure there'll be a companion bill in the House, we shall see if President Biden would sign it. I doubt whether he would. Yes, people on my text message even got, yes, I'm getting, of course, the answer to the Lord's Prayer question. I didn't assume to give the answer. I assume most everybody in this audience knows it. But the fact that you have three people on the number one game show in the nation, Jeopardy, that couldn't answer the question, that ought to tell you something about the society we live in right now. Well, 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 what have we here? New York Post figured out how much this new teacher's deal costs. Get ready for this, folks. Those of you that want a pay raise, those of you that think, ah, I'm not making enough money, I'd love a little pay raise here. New York educators will get fat pay hikes and bonuses of up to 20% under a new five-year $6.4 billion labor contract announced Tuesday by Mayor Eric Adams and the UFT. These are the people, remember, that didn't want to teach your kids during the COVID. And when people said, let's open school, no, no, no. Don't send us your snotty-nosed kids here. Of course, I'm not knocking all teachers here, just so you know. I like teachers. But the top teacher salaries for the first time, you want to be in the top tier of New York school teachers, you're going to make 150 large a year. 150 large. Yep, show up in your kindergarten class. You too can make, even after you've been there a while, you you too can make 150 large. 20% increase. And they cut the time it took for teachers to earn 100 large from 15 to 8 years now. That means most teachers, you come in, you spend 8 years, you're going to be making at least 100 large. 
Pretty good deal. Who pays for it? Who cares who pays for it? What do you mean failing school? Who cares about the failing school? What do you? No, there. So what? There's nothing in it for the kids. This is. We're talking about new. No, we are talking about New York City public education. The kids. Well, they're an afterthought. Let's pay off the teachers' union. Let's pay off the teachers so that there's enough dues money so that the UFT can turn around and give some of that dues money back to Democrats to get them elected so that when the Democrats get elected, they can give them even bigger deals. That's the way this works. It's a circular money operation. You put money here, the money goes there, comes back to you here. It's like a circle. You see? It has nothing to do with kids. How dare you think that New York public education actually has something to do with the children? Ah, speaking of that, there's a school up in Massachusetts, Taxachusetts, in Burlington. They were having one of these demand that these kids be indoctrinated into the pride thing, pride month. Some of the students finally said they had enough of this stuff. They had asked the kids to dress dress up in these, you know, rainbow colors and all this stuff. Some of the kids said, screw that. They showed up in red, white, and blue outfits. They wore red, white, and blue attire and face paint. Some are said to have tore down all these uh, banners around the school and stickers, these pride stickers in their school, and they chanted, USA are my pronouns. USA are my pronouns. Well, I've seen video of the principal here. The principal was not happy. Principal, basically, uh, uh, I can't believe, I can't believe this. Oh, boy. I am truly sorry that a day meant for you to celebrate your identity turned into a day of intolerance. Schools are supposed to be a safe place for all students and faculty. Some community members' actions created an unsafe environment for many of our students, caregivers, and faculty. I love the way they throw around this word, unsafe. I don't look, I don't agree with the destruction of property, you know, tearing up banners and all that stuff. But how is throwing a banner on the ground unsafe? I mean, really? That's unsafe? If you want unsafe, try New York City subway. That's unsafe. The latest instance, another one of these deranged people. Apparently, the reports say he was. He behaved like he was drunk, shirtless, started harassing passengers, got up in some woman's face, some couple's face, and you know what happened? Well, 
He deaded now. He be deaded. Passenger didn't like this particular person, who, by the way, had an ex-con. An ex-convict out on the streets, in the, in the subway system, harassing people, goes up to a... a, a what's, what's the question here? I, what's the question? Did AI. he die suddenly? No. Well, I guess it was kind of sudden after the knife went in him. The knife went in. One of the people pulled a pocket knife, the strap hangers that was being harassed. It was a couple together. And they stayed on the train afterwards. He bled out. He, he, he bled, got off at the next stop, and he deaded. Yeah. No good, no, no, no Samaritans stepped in to, like, maybe put him in a chokehold or something. I wonder why. Nobody wanted to get involved. I wonder why. James Golden, A.K. Sterling. When we come back, let's take the post-indictment coverage and let's delve into that, shall we? We will. 800-848-WABC. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. If there's a bustle in your head, don't 1977 on this day. Led Zeppelin played the last of six sold-out performances at Madison Square Garden. It was their final North American tour. It was a three-hour set, and of course, they performed this, Stairway to Heaven. Three years later, Billy Joel started his six-year run. Six week, not six years. Six weeks at number one U.S. album charts, the album Glass Houses. And that featured It's Still Rock and Roll to Me. That was the big single off that one. All right, let's talk indictment. So, first things first. After the indictment yesterday, Donald Trump stopped at a restaurant, a Cuban restaurant, very popular Cuban restaurant. And people in the restaurant were applauding him, praying over him. They sang happy birthday to him. Today's Donald Trump's birthday. And all this was on being seen on CNN as well as some of the other channels. Jake Tapper, 
was incensed. He demanded the control room stop playing, cut away from this. We don't need to see this. And they did. He couldn't stand the idea that after Donald Trump was indicted, that there were people in Miami, in Miami, Florida, that were applauding the president, praying over him, singing happy birthday to him, and joyful that he had stopped in to the restaurant to see them. Too much for Jake Tapper at CNN to bear. And any of you think that CNN is going to really change no matter who's in charge? PMSNBC. The president was to deliver a speech, his speech, and it had been known at Bedminster, New Jersey, last night. Let us listen to the most popular hostette on PMS NBC, Rachel Maddow, before the president's speech. This is what Ms. Maddow had to say. Now, tonight, after his arraignment on federal felony charges, he's speaking again, this time to an audience of his supporters that's gathered for a, a campaign fundraiser tonight at his, his golf club and summer home in New Jersey. Um, we knew heading into this that he was planning to make these remarks. We are prepared for his pre-fundraiser remarks tonight to again be essentially a Trump campaign speech. Because of that, we do not intend to carry these remarks live. Um, as we have said before in these circumstances, there is a cost to us as a news organization to knowingly broadcast untrue things. We are here to bring you the news. It hurts our ability to do that if we live broadcast what we fully expect in advance to be a litany of lies and false accusations, no matter who says them. And I do not say this with any glee. I hope it is clear that this is not a glib decision. We take our responsibilities seriously. We revisit decisions like this all the time. We make the best call that we can in real time every time. But tonight, our call is this. We will monitor that speech by the newly indicted former president. We will not carry his remarks live. If he says anything newsworthy, we promise we will turn that right around and bring it back to you. Oh, if he says anything newsworthy. So let's get this straight. This is how we do news at PMSNBC. Why, we've got a news event coming up, but we're not going to cover it because he lies. And and we know he's going to lie. And so nothing he says is going to be true. And so, and so we're not going to carry the news. Meanwhile, we're the story. This is the person, the person that was gleeful, gleeful, orgasmic with her belief that the Russian collusion hoax was real. And this is all you heard back in those days from Ms. Maddow and from others at PMSNBC. They have no problem airing the lies of Democrats and taking them on as their own. Why, this is news. Russian collusion hoax. Oh, it's all it's all real. But Trump, oh no, 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 he's a liar. We're not going to we're not going to spend any time 
listening to the news of what Donald Trump is actually saying and addressing people after a history-making day, something that has never occurred in American history. It's too much to get the other guy's side of the picture by listening to what he has to say. Well, thankfully, other people at other news organizations, including CNBC, a sister organization, did carry the speech. We're going to talk about that speech when we get back, and we'll play segments of it for you. And let's see whether Rachel Maddow was right, that it was all a bunch of lies. So many lies that she dare not, dare not pollute the airwaves of PMSNBC. Snurly here, Bo Snurly's Rush Hour, coming back. Your calls, 800-848-WABC, coming up as well. Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. WABC. Talk Radio 77 in New York, Junior Walker. And the All-Stars bring us back. Junior Walker, heavenly birthday today, born 1931. 1966, how sweet it is. Released in 1969. But this song was still hot in the summer of 1970. Went to number four on the charts. What does it take? Turns out one of my good, dearest friends, Archie Pruitt, surprised me one day when he said, hey, this is my grandfather. Yeah. Had a lot of stories to tell me about his granddad, Junior Walker, and the All-Stars. Okay, so let's not forget. Oh, here's a Jeopardy question for you. AI, get ready. We're going to ask our artificial intelligence to weigh in on this one. We're going to ask Diego. We're going to ask Ava. You haven't answered a single question yet today. I'm going to ask you, and no, you know, I'm sorry if no one's going to get this right, but this is a quote, and I want you to guess who who said this quote. Okay, let me know when Ava's ready. We will start with Ava. I'm Ava? ready. I'm ready. Okay, here's your chance at Snurdly's Jeopardy. This yes. famous quote was uttered in the year 2021. Vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. Who, what famous media personality uttered that sentence? I don't know. I don't watch the news. (laughs) (laughs) 
best answer ever. I don't know. I don't watch the freaking news. That's the Ava. That's the best. <laughs> I rely on you for that now. Thank you. Right answer. Two in a row. Okay, Diego, your turn at the Jeopardy. What famous media news personality uttered this sentence? I'm gonna Seems... guess. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess. Uh, Cooper. Anderson Cooper. Yes. <clears throat> okay. All right, Nick, your turn. What famous media personality uttered this sentence without evidence? Vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. I don't know, Tucker Carlson? Would never. <laughs> he would never do that, no. <laughs> would never. Okay, AI, your turn. Processing. Rachel Maddow? The AI has it right. It was the infamous Rachel Maddow who cannot dare taint her words with the untrue lies of Donald Trump. The woman I will wins. destroy you. <laughs> uh, this woman said this, ladies and gentlemen. She would never taint the, the pristine truthfulness of PMS NBC by having Donald Trump deliver a speech, but she said vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. That is a blatant. Speaking of that, you know who's in trouble with Pfizer these days? See, Lady Gaga apparently has done some kind of ad for Pfizer with some migraine uh, medicine, and her fan base is not happy. Members of they are like, what are you doing? All right, so you heard Rachel Maddow. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let us go to the actual speech at Bedminster last night with Donald J. Trump. And this is what he said. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. It's a great honor to have you here. And today we witnessed the most evil and heinous abuse of power in the history of our country. Very sad thing to watch. A corrupt sitting president had his top political opponent arrested on fake and fabricated charges of which he and numerous other presidents would be guilty. Right in the middle of a presidential election in which he is losing very badly. Anything untrue about this? I don't know. This is called election interference and yet another attempt to rig and steal a presidential election. More importantly, it's a political persecution like something straight out of a fascist or communist nation. This day will go down in infamy and Joe Biden will forever be remembered as not only the most corrupt president in the history of our country, but perhaps even more importantly, the president who together with a band of his closest thugs, misfits and Marxists tried to destroy American democracy. But they will fail, and we will win bigger and better than ever before. Well, so far you can see why Rachel didn't want this aired. Charging a former president of the United States under the Espionage Act of 1917 wasn't meant for this. An act for a crime so heinous that 
only the death penalty would do, and threatening me with 400 years in prison for possessing my own presidential papers, which just about every other president has done, is one of the most outrageous and vicious legal theories ever put forward in an American court of law. Hmm. The Espionage Act has been used to go after traitors and spies. It has nothing to do with a former president legally keeping his own documents. Mm-hmm. As president, the law that applies to this case is not the Espionage now, listen Act, carefully. but very simply listen. the Presidential Records Act, which is not even mentioned in this ridiculous 44-page indictment. Under the Presidential Records Act, which is civil, not criminal, I had every right to have these documents. The crucial legal precedent is laid out in the most important case ever on the subject known as the Clinton Sox case. You know what that means? After leaving the White House, Bill Clinton kept 79 audio tapes in his sock drawer. They included discussions of U.S. military involvement in Haiti, discussions of U.S. foreign policy, both defense and offense, against Cuba, recordings of President Clinton's conversations with all of the many foreign leaders at the time. Think of that. Sensitive facts about trade negotiations taken from presidential briefings, discussions with the Secretary of State about conflict in Bosnia, and much, much more. Very big stuff. Not only was Bill Clinton never even considered for criminal prosecution based on the tapes he took, but when he was sued for them, he won the case. Judge Amy Berman Jackson's decision states under the statutory scheme established by the Presidential Records Act, the decision to segregate personal materials from presidential records is made by the president during the president's term and in the president's sole discretion. You're surprised to hear that, aren't you? Any normal administration, even an opposing one, would consider that to be the end, but not the corrupt Biden administration. The Sox decision, as it's known, also states, quote, the National Archives and Records Administration, or NARA, does not have the authority to designate material as presidential records. I don't have the authority. NARA does not have the tapes in question, and NARA lacks any right, duty, or means to seize control of them. This is law. The president enjoys unconstrained... The president of the United States, let's stop it right here. The president of the United States declared this, right? Now, this is what Rachel Maddow told her audience was a lie. Everything was going to say it was going to be a lie, or we promised we'd be back. They didn't come back to this. This is not. Let me read you something from today's Wall Street Journal on this very topic that President Trump brought up last night. It begins the story. It's an op-ed piece in the Wall Street Journal today, and it begins this way. My friends, this should have never happened. The Presidential Records Act allows the president to decide which records to return and which records to keep at the end of his presidency. 
and the National Archives and the Records Administration can't do anything about it. I know because I'm the lawyer who lost the Clinton's socks drawer case. The author is Michael Basheka. He is the one that argued this case and lost it. This is the Presidential Records Act that Donald Trump is saying gives him and gave him the complete authority to have all of the records that he had at Mar-a-Lago, at Mar-a-Lago, and even if there was a dispute, it should have been settled civilly, not with these felonies that have been brought up in federal court. And by the way, there's a 12, it prints out to 12-page, very soft, but hit piece nonetheless on the judge deciding this case today. Because liberals are so fearful, she's a Trump appointee. So they're trying to tarnish her up already so that they can attack whatever ruling she comes up with or rulings. Now, we are going to hear you. We'll hear more tomorrow if you are here from Michael Bekashaw. The man who argued this presidential records case will be with us tomorrow. And I'm not going to explain it. He'll explain it to all of you. What the Presidential Records Act is, what it means in terms of this Donald Trump indictment. You're not going to want to miss that. When we come back, we're going to get to your calls. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley here on WABC. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. While we were playing President Trump's speech on Bose Nerdly's Rush Hour, portions of it, excerpts of it, there was some news that broke with us. His producer extraordinaire, Rich Radabali. Rich, what happened while we were doing the Trump speech? Uh, James, while the speech was, the word came down, uh, ABC News and others are now reporting that grand jury, the grand jury has indicted former Marine Daniel Penny in the New York subway chokehold death of Jordan Neely. The charges have not been officially announced, but the original charges were manslaughter in the second degree, so everybody is uh, figuring that, that those will be the charges. So that's Good all brain. there is to report right now. He's been indicted, and... Uh, he will appear in court at a later date. They do not have a court date yet, uh, but that is what is happening right now. Rich, thank you so much for bringing that to our attention. This happened a day after that subway case where we had another one of these violent episodes 
deranged man harassing passengers, separate case on New York City subways. And last night, this person that was accused of harassing these people was stabbed in his chest. He deaded now. I reported that earlier. And uh, that's that. So we'll be, we're going to do rapid phones now. We'll be keeping our eye on the penny case, obviously. And so rapid phones means, please, if you, we call on you right here. We're going to get as many phone calls in as possible. Please write to your point. Let's start in Mineola, New York. Adam, you are up first on Bo Slamley's Rush Hour today. How are you, Adam? I'm all right, sir. 71 felonies Trump got now. With no bail, he's out on no bail. He's out on his own recordances, sir. And uh, I would like to see him go to trial because he's acting like he's Teflon Don. So we're going to see what he is when he goes to trial. Don't do not do the trial on, on the media, sir. Do it in the courthouse. Thank you. Thank you for your call. And this felonies to me just shows how desperate Democrats are to get Donald Trump. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Rapid Phones. And let's get to it with Tom in Woodbridge, New Jersey. Tom, make your point quickly. Yes, good evening. Uh, Not enough time for what I want to say completely. So with regard to the Trump indictment, I want to point you in direction to someone who's very sapient uh, about what's going on with regard to the trial, uh, upcoming trial. It's Paul Craig Roberts. And uh, he has great insights on how this is politically fabricated. Uh, so I would suggest reading him at paulcraigroberts.org. Thank you for the suggestion. We appreciate it, Tom. Patrick, in Indiana, you have to get to your call, your daily call for impeachment very quickly. Go ahead, Patrick. The one thing that must be done before uh, Joe Biden Three, can be held four, accountable for his five. crimes is that he must be impeached. There we go. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. We appreciate it. He must be impeached. Andrew in New Jersey, welcome. You're on WABC. How are you? Hello, Bo. Well, on a much lighter note, I know there's no time. Uh, Today is Rod Orgen's birthday as well. There's a lot of birthdays today Um, from the zombies and Orgen. And he's still alive. Love it. Thank you. for, And you're right. There's so many. I wish we could get to all of them every day. But thank you for bringing that one up. Chris in Monroe, you're up next. You're on WABC Rapid Phones. What's up? Hey, Bo. Today is Flag Day, okay? So I was made aware that the flag code says no other flag or pennant should be placed above or if not at the same level to the right of the U.S. flag and blah, blah, blah. And that pride flag is right there, smack in the middle of two U.S. flags. And we uh, talked about that at the beginning of the show. You're absolutely right. And now there is a bill in the Senate that would prohibit any other flag, any other flag. But the American, and there are a few exceptions, the P-O-W-M-I-A flag being one of them, but would prohibit any other flag to be flown on federal buildings but the United States flag. I certainly hope that passes. Let's see whether Joe Biden would sign that one. Next up on Rapid Phones is Josh from Queens. How are you, Josh? Right Hi. to your point, please. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. The, uh, the Democrats have created a separate government. It's no longer one government. It's a separate government. And their motto should be, by any means possible, because they will do 
anything, but it's it's not the old government uh, that we had, where there was some sense of one government or there's two parties, whatever. It's a separate government. Thank you. Wow, what a profound point, and made very quickly. Thank you, Andrew and Stanhope. Quickly, time's running out. The guy who said Trump should be in court, he's a product of the Democrat school systems and the teachers' unions harming the inner city. And look at all Trump did, not just for the black community, but for all people. Compared that to Jim Crow Joe. And I don't think they'll, they're going to say, don't fly gay. That's what they're going to label the flag, don't fly gay flag. Okay, well, thank you for the call. We appreciate it so much. Do we have time for one more? Let's see, quickly. Janet in Bergen County, you're up. you got to make it very quick. We have, to, we have to do something. That poor Marine is being charged. His mother was uh, said that he was on marijuana. Legally, he's allowed to be because of his depression. And the marijuana that he smoked, and I had that um, drug in it that had an M, which affected the heart. They had the thing on your station because that's Thank all you. I listened to. I am so upset. I don't blame you, Janet. I'm upset, too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for today. Bo Stanley's Rush Hour winds its way down. Now, it is time to say, may God protect, bless each and every single one of you and your families. Hallowed be his name. And thank you for being here. Love, gratitude to each and every one of you. God willing, we will see you tomorrow, 4 o'clock, same time. Hallowed be his name. Bye.